so what it means is that you got to create content and put it everywhere and then you let the people decide what they actually find interesting or valuable um so if you only stick with one platform um it's, it's almost like baseball like you're you're gonna say like i'm gonna only swing at the best pitch um okay maybe that that's fine but the guys that swing at more pitches hit more home runs Hey, welcome to the Higher Ed Storytelling University podcast on the B Podcast Network. This is a podcast dedicated to helping higher ed marketers tell better stories, create better content, and enroll more students. My name is John Azoni. I'm the founder at Unveiled, a video production company working specifically with college marketing teams on automating their video storytelling content through a subscription approach. And you can learn more about that at unveiled.tv. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-D.tv. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, go ahead and subscribe. And if you've been listening for a while now and haven't left a review, I'd love for you to do that. My guest today is Rob Clark. Rob and his family are social media sensations, we'll say, known as That Tall Family. And you guessed it, they are all very tall individuals. They mostly post funny takes on being tall and they've amassed quite a big following. As of today, they have about 2.5 million followers across all their social media platforms and a total of uh, over 2.6 billion views. I know there's a lot of schools out there that say like, "Eh, should we get into TikTok? I don't know. It's a whole other platform. We don't want to do choreographed dances. Well, I'm here to tell you, or rather Rob is here to tell you. Uh, that getting started with these short vertical videos on platforms like TikTok, YouTube, Shorts, and Reels is easier than you think and can grow your school's brand faster than you think. So here's my conversation with Rob Clark from That Tall Family. Rob, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell me about uh, a little bit about your your family and your journey on, on TikTok. Yeah, so we, we've been on social media for a long time. I think I was just checking to make sure uh, I'm telling the story correctly, but uh, I think the first video I uploaded to YouTube was uh, about six months after YouTube launched. And so been on social media for quite a while, like everyone else, you know, Facebook 2007 uh, was kind of when it felt like the tipping point for most people. And so as different platforms evolved and as video became more and more kind of the mainstay and, and now seems to be the driver I've uh, been doing it for a long time, but really, I, I think most people get interested in the story about two years ago, where we decided to actually create content as a family um, and to actually make it like a brand where we would actually make money with sponsors and uh, and and bigger brands and just monetization, those type of things. And so that was two years ago as we pushed into that. Actually, I guess it's 25 months uh, to the day now, um, but it, it, it's gone well. So currently we're sitting at 2.5 million followers. Uh, about 2.6 billion views now. Um, YouTube's our fastest grower right now, but we did have the success right off the bat on TikTok. And then once TikTok started taking all the market share, it seems like everyone was chasing that format, the short video, kind of viral, trendy content. And so YouTube, uh, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, uh, and I'm sure other platforms, uh, I'm sure Twitter's going to be getting into it soon. LinkedIn already starting to see some of that crossover as well. So you guys are on on uh, multiple platforms, not just TikTok. Yeah, we're on all of them. So in fact, uh, yeah, we're just about ready to cross over a billion views on YouTube, which should happen uh, either at the end of this month or early into next month uh, at the rate we're growing. And so it's you know, over the last year, it's, it's grown much faster than even TikTok, uh, where right now it seems like Facebook is is the place to be as well. So 
even though people like to make fun of Facebook as being the old dinosaur, not relevant anymore, there's still a lot of people on it. Uh, last month, we had over 70 million views on Facebook alone. So there's a lot of people consuming a lot of content there still. So we're seeing some growth there as well. That's great. Um, so tell me about your, um, tell me about like the kind of stuff that you post. And then I do want, I, I want to get, um, I want to get into like how you manage all those content platforms. Cause I think that's really yeah. relevant, uh, to me personally, selfishly, but also to my, <laughs> to my audience, but tell, so just so people understand like what you guys post about, um, tell us like the, the general thrust of your accounts. Right. So the big picture, what we want to do is the message is, is for us is going to be about family. So we're a very close family. We like spending time together. Uh, we travel together. We play together. Uh, we spend a lot of time together, even now create content together as a family. And, and so part of it too, is the narrative that you can go on and, and find any information you want about, about how evil social media is, about how negative it is and how divisive it is. And, and I think there's truth to all of that. But at the same time, I think there's an opportunity to show positivity on there as well, uh, to show lots of great things. So for us, it's the family play because that's who we are. And so one of the things early on when we were trying to think about like, okay, what, what's going to be the name of our social media accounts? Uh, my wife simply said, well, anytime we go anywhere, people talk to us as that tall family, meaning, you know, it's like, oh, do you know the Clarks? So like, who, who's that again? Oh, you know, that tall family, um, just because yeah. we all are tall and. And so it just kind of stuck. Uh, and so that's kind of our shtick. And so a lot of our videos do kind of poke fun of, you know, the benefits and the downfalls of being tall. You know, for example, like not being able to fit in beds that like most people or sometimes shower heads hit you in the chest, those type of things. Uh, so we'll do some of those videos, even, you know, making fun of, um, you know, my 17 year old daughter who's, you know, 5'10", but we joke like she's the short one. So that becomes a shtick. And, yeah. um, and so we do the family challenges, um, but we're starting to shift now. It's been two years. This is part of our plan is now we're going to get more into the long form. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast. Um, we're going to be doing yeah. some more long form content where people can see more than just the viral videos of 15 or 30 seconds. Now we're going to be creating some of that, you know, 10 to 15 minute long content per day, uh, as well as a, a podcast. That's cool. And so just for people to get a visual, the, the heights in your family range from what I, I, what I, what I gather is five, nine to seven, one. Is that true? That, yeah, that's true. I mean, my, I got a 11 year old son who's just starting to grow now. So he's, he's five, five, but okay. he'll, he'll, de he'll definitely, he'll, he'll be way over six foot. So he's, yeah. he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So tell me about how you, well, actually, before we get into all the uh, the content platforms, I'm curious as content creators, like, are, is it just you creating the content? Is it, is it a team effort? Is the family, are your, your kids, you know, running camera sometimes coming up with ideas? How do you manage the, the ideation and the execution? So it's not really, I mean, we, we don't spend a ton of time on it. So it, you know, a typical day would look like, um, you know, if, if we're, everyone's home and it's three o'clock, four o'clock, we're like, okay, let's, let's post a video. Anyone got any ideas? And, uh, so usually it's the same it's like, I, I don't know. There's nothing, we don't see anything. Um, and then, you know, eventually we just, you know, talk, uh, for about two minutes and like, okay, I got an idea and then we'll film it. 
uh, all of our equipment is iPhones. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. Every every single video has been made on an iPhone. Uh, the only other investment has been like an eighteen dollar ring light from Amazon that we use yeah. if it's dark outside. That that's it. Um, and then, but yeah, sometimes the kids have a good idea. Um, and then sometimes, you know, my wife sends me something it's like, Hey, let's do this one tonight. So it's a lot of that kind of stuff. So anytime we're consuming content, if there's something that we, that we see that either gets our attention or, you know, makes us laugh or, you know, there's something about it that sticks out to us. Then a lot of times you're like, how can we take that idea, put our twist on it? Cause if it resonates with us, then, you know, is there a way to put a twist on it and make it resonate with other people? Um, and so we, we, we do that a lot. I, I think that's an easy way when people say they, they don't, can't come up with ideas and they, uh, they're just not creative, um, you know, then, then just steal the best ideas, you know, see what's working out there. Right. And, you know, whether it's a sound or it's a trend, um, but then put your own twist on it. How can you make it kind of fit your niche, whatever it may be? Is this something that you guys do full time? Do you have other careers going on in the house? So, no, this is pretty much it full time. I, I do do some social media work now uh, for a college where we're, you know, in a, in a college town. And so I'm doing some work for the college. Uh, same thing, helping them do this uh, short form video content, uh, get their views up, get their followers up, uh, which right now is, is an easy thing to do if you do the right type of content. Um, and now I'm starting, I just picked up another client. So now I'm starting to, for me personally branching out and helping other people do their social media. Um, but that's all, that's fairly recently, um, you know, getting into the higher ed space now that I'm helping one college, you know, speaking at a conference next month, those type of things are, are starting to happen. But for the most part, uh, the vast majority of our income is from social media. Uh, the conference I'm speaking at is higher ed next month. It's a, a conference out in Charleston. Um, and so it, it's an area that um, I think I'm familiar with. The thing I like about higher education is that um, because it moves so slow, in some ways it feels like you already know what's going to work. And so there's a lot of colleges debating whether or not they should be on TikTok, even though they should have been on TikTok four years ago, meaning that yeah. we already know that it's one. And so whether or not you know people kind of get caught up in, is TikTok going to get banned? Is it going to go away? Uh, that really doesn't matter. So even if it's going to get banned next month, there's still value in getting on it today. Because if you know what works on TikTok, if it does go away, then all those eyeballs are going to go to YouTube or they're going to go to Instagram or Facebook or Elon's going to bring Vine back on Twitter. Something else is going to take its spot. And so if you know, and so at the end of the day, though, why TikTok's so valuable is that everyone's consuming the content. It's grabbing so much attention. And so if you can figure that out, wherever that attention is going to go, then you could take those skill sets there as well. The big thing is, is how do you get over the mindset of um, that there's just not enough time, there's just not enough people. Uh, I, I think it just takes a little bit of creativity for colleges because I think in higher ed, we can get stuck in this mindset. It's always been done this way. We have to do it this way. Uh, the reality is, is that colleges are closing down. Um, that, and then there's other, and then there's other like Grand Canyon University. Um, like that's an amazing story where uh, I, I forget maybe even a little over a decade ago, it was about ready to shut down. And now I think they're at 25,000 students. Every year is a new record year for them. So I think yeah. for them, it was just a little bit of a creativity 
Uh, and some people say, well, it's because they're in Phoenix. And no, they, they were in Phoenix in a rough neighborhood. They almost closed down. Um, and so I don't think it's because of the location. But I, I think it's the mindset. They were able to do a few things differently um, that led to success. And I think colleges, when it comes to marketing, uh, need to think a little bit different. Um, I think we need to take ourselves a little less serious. Um, you know, because when, when, when students are choosing a college now, they're looking for a place that when I'm done, I'm going to be able to get a job and, and two, that they can, that it's going to be a place where they have a good experience. And I think social media can highlight both of those things, um, in a way that resonates with them, meaning that it doesn't have to be the suit and tie button down, um, right. type approach, uh, or the very slick looking marketing materials, um, whether we like it or not, that a lot of students are going to choose a college based on their TikTok page. It's just the reality of the world we live in now. Um, I mean, every decision now is probably influenced by social media. So, of mm. course, colleges are as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that, so I want to talk about being on multiple platforms and I've had a, a few guests on here where their thing, because I, I think coming from the higher ed world um it's an already overloaded marketing department like the idea of uh coming up with just uh, being consistent in the first place just even on one platform seems like a challenge uh much less like spreading that and being consistent in the ways that the algorithm needs in on different platforms um and so we've had some guests on here that say just pick one and just do it really well um, but you're kind of saying let's maybe like pick one type of content that you make but then repurpose it across the board uh, yes meaning that if you were to sell a product um would you want to sell it in one store um and you get only pick one store or would you rather sell it in 10 stores uh of course everyone would say we'd rather sell in 10 stores because you never know where the people are going to be and where they're going to be so this is something a story that i tell all the time is that quantity over quality now, I would put a little asterisk by that, that quality is subjective. Now, there are certain things that you have to do. For example, if you're going to do a TikTok, a YouTube short, an Instagram reel, uh, the vertical videos, um, if you're just going to put a picture over top of that and put some text so it looks like an ad, that's not quality. That's, that's just laziness. And so you see that a lot. But what I'm talking about quality is like know how to so actually create a vertical video because that's what they're designed to do. But then you're not you, you have no control over what's going to take off or what's going to flop. And even for us in our own personal brand, we see that all the time. There's times where we do a video and I'm like, this one's not going to do well. Uh, in fact, our biggest video on YouTube is at 196 million views right now. And that one was a 30 second idea. We filmed it, edited it, posted it all within two minutes. And my mindset was like, eh, it's not great, but we just have to get something out there for the day because we didn't have anything posted yet. Um, ended up being one of our best videos of all time. And on the flip side, I've had ideas where I'm like, this is amazing. It's the right music. It's the right kind of trend going on right now. Uh, it's hitting the pop culture at the right time. And then it flops. So. Mm -hmm. So what it means is that you got to create content and put it everywhere. And then you let the people decide what they actually find interesting or valuable. Um, so if you only stick with one platform, um, it's, it's almost like baseball. Like you're, you're going to say like, I'm going to only swing at the best pitch. Um, okay. Maybe that that's fine. 
but the guys that swing at more pitches hit more home runs. Uh, right. Yeah. And so that's in social media. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, those home runs drive everything. Those big videos that, that pop off drive everything. So you, you need to be okay with striking out a lot because that home run is going to make up for everything. And I know that's investing is the same way. You know, people always invest and they're okay with 10 businesses going to zero or even a hundred businesses going to zero. But if that one makes it, then they make all their money back and then some. Um, and, yeah. and so social media is the same way. And there's no, there's no downside. Like if you put a video out, cause it, it's free. Um, and if you find a, uh, find a way to get in a rhythm where you actually can create content. Um, so the only reason I think, you know, as, as we are talking about higher ed and talking about marketing departments is that I just think they have the right, wrong mindset, um, because they do think quality first. It, it, it's a little bit about whatever I put out there. Um, it is, it kind of reflects on who I am as a person. So they want right. the perfect polished piece, perfect lighting. They got the right diversity. They got, you know, they got everything. It's got to be perfect. Um, but then it does resonate, but they spent all their time, money and effort in this one video. So that's all they have. Whereas yeah. if the mindset is, if you had 20 videos instead of one, chances are you're going to reach way more people with your message. And really that's, that's the goal or it should be when it comes to marketing quick break here to tell you about our video storytelling subscriptions. Look, making even one video takes a lot of legwork if you're doing it the more polished video route. If you're doing it more the iPhone, you know, quick grab route, do that all day long. But if you want to do the polished videos where you're hiring an outside crew and that kind of thing, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Lots of steps to hire a video vendor, herd all the cats, and then you get one video out of that most times. Uh, but imagine a world where you'd get 132 videos across the year and pretty much all you had to do was find the stories of successful student and alumni to tell and pass on to someone else to do all the nitty gritty scheduling, planning, coordinating, all that stuff that you hate to do. Uh, well, that someone is us, Unveiled. Our aim is to take the friction out of telling great stories. Whether you're a big school or a small liberal arts college, you can tell really compelling stories all year round through video and fill your content calendar with great video content. And we get this done anywhere in the US. We batch shoot an entire year's worth of content and then every month drip out to you one new student or alumni story along with a whole package of additional video content. So you get the full length story, which is usually two to three minutes. You'll get a 30 second cut down, a 15 second cut down, use those in various ways. And then eight topical videos, extra good stuff from the interview that we've um, repurposed into content for you. And here's where this can benefit you when it comes to these short form vertical videos. Not only can you take what we deliver and crop them vertically and you know make great TikTok and Reels content, but you can keep all the B-roll and interview footage that we shot so you can make as much stuff as you want. There's a wealth of additional content opportunities as we're building your massive footage and interview library and you don't have to go film anything. So head over to pricing.unveiled.tv to download our pricing guide, which has everything in it you'd need to know. And if you'd like to chat further, you can book a call with me on our website, unveiled.tv. I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Okay, back to my conversation with Rob. Okay, so so for me, when I when we talk about like multiple content platforms, say a, a school has has a vertical video and it's something you know, okay, they feel good about this. I want to repurpose it over on on YouTube. Would you say like you you guys developed a separate strategy for YouTube that was separate from TikTok, like versus so like where where YouTube it's like very thumbnail 
focused. So it's now it's like, okay, do we got to like test all these different thumbnails and, and worry about that? Like, were you, were, was there like other, was there another package of things that you guys picked up to worry about <laughs> um, going into YouTube so, or no? So no. And so we, we, we did it a little bit different here and I, I think it, it was smart in some ways. And, and I think, you know, for us specifically at this school, we'll figure out a way to bring it back together. But we, we have a marketing department and they kind of did everything they did. But like most schools that I've looked at, they, they social media is really like an afterthought because uh, marketing departments often are also the PR department almost and also the communication department. So they got a lot of different hats. And so when I came in, it was just, and it wasn't even like I'm seeing over all overseeing all social media. It's like, no, I'm just overseeing TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, uh, YouTube Shorts. But those are the four areas right now that are driving all of the traffic. Um, and so I've been here, you know, a number of months. And if you take away the videos that we paid for people to watch, like on YouTube, for example, like 30% of our history of YouTube has happened in the last six months. Um, mm -hmm. So a little bit of it is figuring out how the platforms are reacting right now. So YouTube is almost like, you know, bringing up YouTube as an example, you got to understand it's almost like two different platforms now. So you still have the long form YouTube, you think it through thumbnails, you're thinking through titles, but then there's also the YouTube shorts. And so the YouTube shorts is, is totally different. And so mm -hmm. you don't have to worry. In fact, you can't even choose a thumbnail for YouTube shorts. Now I think they're talking about maybe they're going to let some people do it. And, but right now you can't even choose that. And so you don't even have to worry about that, but knowing that YouTube shorts is going to drive way more traffic to YouTube than your long form content. Um, now, of course it's different content. It, it's, it's, you know, long form, people are more invested. They're spending more time. It goes deeper, but you gotta look at YouTube shorts is getting a lot more people into your funnel. Um, mm. So it's almost looking at it as two different things. Same thing with Instagram and Instagram reel is a different mindset than posting something that may be a photo. Um, so yeah. again, almost like two different mindsets, but the Instagram reel is going to drive way more people to your Instagram um, than the posts will. And so when we started creating short, like, you know, I've been on YouTube uh, since like 2000, I think it was 16 uh, was our first video. Um, no, wait, 2006. Sorry. I, <laughs> I missed I missed, I missed 10 years there. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, so, but yeah, and I did hundreds of videos, like literally hundreds of videos. And then when I broke a thousand subscribers, like it was like amazing, like a lot of hard work, years of making videos. And then when we started doing the YouTube shorts, when it clicked for us, then we were off to the races and now we're at almost 800,000 subscribers. Um, and like I said, just, just yesterday we crossed over 900 million views. And so it's a totally different beast than, you know, cause they're ch chasing TikTok. So all that to say is if you're talking to a school is they gotta have this as a part of their package. Um, you know, because if you're doing the other content, very few of your followers or subscribers are seeing it where the YouTube reels shorts, the vertical video is going to get to new people and it's gonna grow your platform a lot faster. Now, most of them will have no interest at all in who you are, they just wanna watch the video, but a right. portion of them will. And so because all the numbers are there, the numbers are so big, it's gonna work out very well for, for the school or the organization or whoever you're working with.
What what uh, kind of content would you suggest that colleges create if someone wanted to get their marketing team on board with this? Where, where would they start? Um, so here, here's a problem with most creators is they overthink everything. And so they'll want to sit down. They'll want to talk about having a strategy. Um, you know, and like we talked about earlier, you just don't know what's going to hit. And so some easy things are um, more than likely most sports teams already have their own social media. So you just see what they're doing. You can even take and borrow their stuff that could go on the main page. Um, day in the life that works well. That's very kind of common. You see that all the time. So you can have a student film something for you. Um, the day in the life, if they want to edit it together, great, fine. If not, just record that kind of stuff. But then a lot of Q and A. So what we found is very helpful is students asking questions to the president and then the president in return asking questions to the students. Um, and that could be everything from serious stuff like, hey, you know, what makes our college different to everything to like, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, and so all of that's good because it's just bringing awareness to your college. Um, another area that we wanna push more into is, is the same thing, questions to alumni or alumni asking questions to the university, doing some long form content that you can break down into short form content with alumni. Um, and then there's just following some of the trends, um, just showing. So, for example, um, which I think this is popular among a lot of campuses is things like uh, uh, urban golf. And I and I never heard about it. Felt you know, I, I saw some kids. Hit, and so basically it's you play golf uh, with a golf club, but a tennis ball. And so they'll go out on the field and OK, hole one, you got to hit here and you got to hit it up the steps of the library. Um, and so we'll so we just record like, OK, this is a thing like. Have you heard about urban golf? And we record it and make it into a 30 second video and it does super well. And so in some ways that in some ways has nothing to do with the college, but at the same time, everything, because it shows you the culture, it shows you what it looks like to be a student. Um, so really anything and everything should be content. So everything from your athletics to, you know, what does it look like? Where's the best places to study? Um, and, and if you could do it without making it into an ad, if it could be really just real and authentic, um, those always play the best. So, so really, because there's so many, every college, no matter how big or small they are, you know, they have students, they have faculty, they have administrators, they exist in a town. So another area that we're going to push into is how do how does our college impact the local community? So we're going to be making some content around that. So every college is in a town. So, so really, there's an unlimited supply of content that could be made. If they're just willing to like take a step back and not overthink it, but just try to say, okay, what would people want to see about us as an organization? Um, and then if you could answer that question, then you'll be just fine. Oh, that's great. Very good practical advice. Um, tell me like the videos you've started making, you know, was it two years ago with the, with that tall family has, has your content strategy changed much? Like if you look back to two years ago, are you guys like, oh, I remember when we were creating those kind of videos and we just didn't know what we were doing or tell me about not, any evolution? Not, no, not, not too much. Um, and so what, what I love about social media that's different than most marketing is that if you put a billboard up, uh, you put a radio ad out, you put something in the newspaper, you have no idea like how people are engaging with that. But the beauty of social media is as we create content, like we're very active in our comments. So we'll reply to a lot of people. If they have any questions, we answer the questions. But a lot of those questions then can lead to actually more content. 
And so we're able to see what people engage with, what they find interesting, what they want to know about. And so we can make content around that. And so I don't think a lot has changed. Uh, I think it's just evolved a little bit. So after two years, and you know, I, I think we're at 800, 900 videos um, that we've made in the last two years, you start to see what works, what doesn't work, and you can kind of start. And there, there's times where we try content that we have no idea that's kind of out of left field. We haven't done it before because we don't want to just get stuck to the same thing. Uh, we do want to try different things. And, and sometimes when we have tried different things, it works really well. But I, I would say that it's not that it's changed, it's just evolving. And so now we're adding more things. So the long form content will be like an evolution um, and uh, the podcast will be an evolution. So we're adding on top of it. So now we got this base and a percentage of that, those people will then follow us to the, to the next thing that we do. What do you guys imagine talking about on the, on the podcast? How, how would you translate what you're doing now into a long form? So, so a lot of that's going to be family stuff because that's who we are. So we're not trying to create anything. We're not trying to, uh, you know, act as experts. And so we're, we're not going to be like, oh, hey, we're parenting experts or we're relationship experts. It's going to be, you know, just our journey. And my wife and I have been married for 23 years. We have four kids, you know, aging from ages 18 to 11. So we're just going to talk about our journey, uh, what it's been looked like and um, everything some of the height stuff will come in because that's just kind of a shtick and, and that's what people kind of attract mm -hmm. some people. Um, but a lot of it will just be our life in general. So right now we're in the process. We live in Illinois, but we're moving to Florida. And so as we do that, like we'll journey some of that and why we're doing that and what does that look like? Um, you know, as we talk about what are our kids going to do uh, when they leave the house? Um, you know, what opportunities are they going to have? And so it's like sharing our life. And in that, I think there will be some people that will be like, oh, that's interesting. That may be helpful to me or that's interesting, but that wouldn't work for me. Um, and, and so the podcast would just be sharing more about life. And then I think when you share with people, they either do one or two things. They, they see something and like, I want to I want to do that because I think it's helpful or I want to go the opposite direction because I think going the opposite direction is going to be helpful. But I, I, at the end of the day, it's just putting content out there um, mm -hmm. and Eventually, I think there will be some people that engage with it, um, and then some won't. Uh, but I think it'll be helpful for some. That's great. I like the idea of you know you guys have a thing or a shtick as you call it, um, but uh, that's leading into actually like more meaningful content that that yeah. people can resonate with on a heart level. Um, and I think too, it's it, one thing I noticed as I was as I was watching a lot of your videos uh, recently was um you have kind of the same message basically saying like we're tall look at us you know like we're you know we're a we're a uniquely built family or or whatever but it doesn't get old you know i think like you you find different iterations like different ways to say that and i think when um when marketing teams think about re repurposing content they worry am i are people going to be um, bored with like the same message. It's just said in different ways. Um, and I think that that's a fear just to get over. Cause I think, you know, eventually, you know, there's beauty in, in, in people kind of knowing you for a thing or knowing you for a message. And, 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 and not only that, but they expect it. And so we, we do stuff from time to, like I mentioned before, we'll do different things and sometimes it doesn't resonate. Um, and so what we realize is that for, for example, um, LeBron James is very good at basketball. People tune in to watch him play basketball. 
people don't tune in to listen to LeBron James talk about his favorite books. They just don't. In fact, yeah. he tries to do that sometimes and they make fun of him. Um, and so they're <laughs> like, no, we, we, we want to watch you play basketball because that's what you're really good at. Um, and, and so, and I get that. And sometimes in the comments, we'll get like, okay, your whole personality is being tall. Um, but we take all that with a grain of salt because we know that's not true. They're seeing 15 seconds of our day. Um, and we right. just happen to make a video that is watched by millions of people where the people leaving comments often have three, four, maybe six videos and half of them are playing Roblox. And so, and, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, my, my kids like playing Roblox as well. There's nothing wrong with that. But all that to say is that sometimes people will make a, leave a comment like that. It usually comes from a place of jealousy. Um, and so, and it's social media. Like I get it. We, we do a lot of stuff and we're maybe we're not the content you want to watch. Great. You can easily slide past us. Yeah. If that's too much, if that's too much, go ahead and block us. You'll never see us again. And so right. for, for us, it, it's all that comes with a grain of salt. But when it comes to universities, you know, it's one of those things where this may be a marketing principle as well. They feel like, oh, we said this about our one program. They said it one time. It's in a brochure that nobody ever saw. And it's like, no, you got to say the same thing a hundred times because every time you put out a new piece of social media, new people are going to see that. And so that's right. kind of the mentality. Every time we put out a video, the more people that have never seen our stuff before see it than have. And so that's what we want. And so, yeah, maybe you've seen this video before, but a million people that just watched it has, have never seen us before. So for us, that's the win. Um, and if we get to, you know, at, at some point, some people say, okay, I'm, I'm over this. It's not entertaining to me anymore. Yeah. And they unfollow us. That I totally understand that. And I get that. Definitely. I love Roblox too. I've, I've been, <laughs> I think it, my, my seven-year-old is, uh, she's, she's, that's, that's what she's into now. Like watching videos of people yeah. playing Roblox yeah. and they're like, these like to me, they're dumb. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like yeah. The, these like obstacle courses where like, I'll play them with her. I'm like, what is the point? Like, what is, what are yeah. we, <laughs> we're just yeah. jumping from one thing to another, but, but she loves it. I've I got really into, um, the game flag wars on, on okay. Roblox. It's like okay. capture the flag. <laughs> right. It became a problem. My wife had to like talk to me about it. <laughs> she's like, you're, she's like, are you okay? You're like constantly escaping yeah. to this game <laughs> for, for eight year olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this has been great. Rob, it's, uh, I appreciate, appreciate you coming on and, and talking about this. Where, where um, can people find you at? That's all family. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, we're, we're there. So if anyone types that into Google, you'll find us everywhere. Uh, if anyone want to message message, I mean, Instagram messenger, I always see those hundred percent of the time. So that's all family there. Um, you know, LinkedIn, if they want to discuss more things, I see that as well. Um, and then my emails, you know, that tall my emails on there. So I'm very easy to find If people want to find me, all my information's out there. I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for the time, John. And I'm sure we'll run into each other again. Thank you for listening. Go check out Rob and that tall family on all the different social media platforms. Um, and I think you'll really enjoy their stuff. also want to give a shout out to Troy Singer, co-host of the Higher Ed Marketer podcast uh, for introducing me to Rob. And they've got a really good episode with Rob as well over on their podcast so go check that out three things i want to give you before you go reminder to go to pricing.unveiled.tv if you're interested in our subscriptions and download our pricing guide and number two if you want to take the storytelling you're already doing to the next level 
I have a free resource for you. Uh, it's a three-part framework for creating compelling student and alumni testimonials that you can get at unveiled.tv slash student testimonials. And it doesn't even have to be for video. Put the framework to use in any format in which you tell student outcome stories. Number three, would love for you to leave a review for this podcast. It helps us out a ton. Thank you for listening. My name is John Azoni. Go connect with me on LinkedIn. And in the meantime, I'll catch you on the next episode of the Higher Ed Storytelling University podcast. Thanks. Thanks.